labelling the good things around Australia. Our experts analyse the weekend's major meetings. Get set on Radio Tab. Purple Stakes tomorrow, next weekend, Turak and Caulfield Guineas. It's all happening as we count down to races like the Cox Plate, Caulfield Cup, Melbourne Cup and so on. David Gately, good morning. Thanks, Dave. Yes, racing back at Flemington, the Group 1 Turnbull Stakes, of course, the highlight. And we see on our shores, uh, world-class uh, athlete, romantic warrior and West Twin Blows, who, who um, both have that Dubai on a form line, don't they? We'll get to that. Of course, that's race two. Uh, well, second leg of the quarter, it's race eight um, on the big 10 race card these days. So race seven, first leg. I'm definitely taking first immortal. I know he drops the car park, but I'm convinced he's a really good horse. Uh, that win with 63 uh, was unbelievable, really. Effortless. I mean, he just had panels, obviously, on, on that class. And his first up run was a ripper. His win at Flemington at 2,500 as a three-year-old with 60 kilos. Uh, was exceptional. He quickened with weight. And he ran time. You know, similar sort of ratings uh, to a horse like Goldman, who won um, a similar sort of race. Same distance, same track. So I think he measures up, but he'll need luck. Goldman getting to this trip's the key. Athabaskan... Has had two really strong wins at 2400. Uh, interestingly, you go back two runs ago, and his overall figure about 10 lengths above average is marries up well with Goldman and, and First Immortal as well. And Shiraz and Alaskan God, they're in the wider quaddie, 18, 2, 7, 3, and 10. The Turnbull, well, uh, Romantic Warrior is probably a class above most of them. You'd think that uh, he's they've openly said this will top him off for the Cox Plate. But he is unbeaten fresh. Uh, he's won five of six at 2,000 metres. And he thrashed you by honour. Now, that's a horse who thrashed Animo here in Sydney, uh, um, you know, a couple of months ago. So he might just be too good. Ozapenko, match fit, draws well, gets to 2,000. He might be the danger, even though um, he's not for a man who warrior. And Western Blows, uh, similarly, as I touched on, has beaten you by honour. Uh, that was, um, he, he was safely held third behind Paddington, who's a proper horse, but Dubon was back and forth. And they thrashed, um, they thrashed the rest of them last night when he just missed a horse called Passenger. So I think if we're throwing in Sulcombe, um, we should have this covered. One, seven, five, eleven. Third leg, I think there's two main hopes. Same magic, I think, can, uh, can measure up against the favourite down in the weights. Uh, she was good first up. She's probably peaked 100 out, long break. She tried well leading into that. And uh, if she can split in secret and bonus notches, she's certainly in Star Patrol's league. Uh, Star Patrol did do a terrific job first up, chasing a fearsome speed. He held on. He beat Benedetta. That's the horse that beat Sam Majik first up, so it ties him pretty nicely. And Zatori hasn't won for 100 years, but um, he gets a big weight to five and a half kilos on Star Patrol. So he might be able to uh, sneak... Uh, might be... A winning hope here, 14, 2 and 7. The last, there's a good value play in Minx moment. Probably wants to track soft five or better. Um, it'll be on the improve, I'm sure. Uh, pretty good return in the Star Patrol fast race. Wrong part of the track. Not really his go, 1,200. He won a dual choice plate, second up last prep at 1,400. And uh, he trod really well leading into that first up run. So... He's a good roughie. Um, Goa's going super. Tamerlane's uh, certainly uh, well up to these. Uh, Charterhouse and Flying Crazy, if they're there, go in. Uh, so we are 6, 9, 5, 4, 11. OK, best. Flemington, race 6, number 3, Princess Grace. Uh, she is back a few notches here. 
after a couple of terrific runs against our elites this time in. So she looks nice to beat. Best in Sydney. Race six, number one, NCAP. And uh, he looks perfectly suited here. Nutted in a group one last start and drawn for an ideal run. Best value overall. We're going to go race 10 and run the six mix moment. I've touched on that horse and the reasons outlined there um, as a value play. All right. Good luck, punters. Thanks, mate. Thanks, David. David Gately here from David in the morning as well. NCAP in Sydney. Gary Portelli will join us tomorrow because the initial plan was um, they were thinking the King George. Um, sorry, King George. The Prince, Prince. Start again. The King Charles next weekend with five million. But they also, there was lots of talk re and Everest as well. There was quite a few interested parties. But he's $1.85 NCAP, race six, number one. At Flemington, 6.3 Princess Grace, one sixty-five. The value 10 cents. 10.6 Minsk moment at $11. So 6.3, 10.6 is the value. The quadrilla numbers at Flemington, race seven, first leg. Number 18, first immortal from two, seven, three, and 10. So 18, two, seven, three, 10. Race eight, one is the favorite in the Turnbull, Romantic Warrior from seven, five, 11. One, seven, five, 11, race eight. Race nine, it's number 14 over two and seven. 14, two, seven, and race 10, it is number six from nine, five, four, eleven. Six, nine, five, four, and eleven in that final race. Repeating the best six, three, Princess Grace, a dollar sixty five. Minsk moment, the value ten six in Sydney at six one, which is N cap. Kian Dickens is joining us. Just got a message from Cam Partington from the Trainers Association in Queensland. Of course, the Queensland Division of the ATA. A very important meeting is going to take place for trainers on Monday uh, at Connections House at Doomben at 1 o'clock. The Chief Executive Officer, Jason Scott, will be there from Racing Queensland. Also, Graham Quirk from the, the Racing Queensland Board. Uh, also, uh, Josh Adams will be there as well, the Chief Steward. A lot of issues to be discussed, including work cover, a proposal to have racing on a Sunday night in, in Queensland, and lots of other issues. So you really need to be there, trainers. One o'clock, Doombin, Connections House, on Monday. Contact Cam Partington for more details. Kian Dickens is with us. How are you, Kian? Hey, Steve. I'm great. How are you? Good, thank you. Eagle Farm, you like one in the first? Yeah, I do. Hopefully we can just get off and running early. Um, it's with Hold On Honey, Stephen O'Day, Matthew Hoisted's runner. He's a really sort of speedy horse. That's his asset. And I think race shape's going to suit um, with the smallish field. Would definitely love him across the road at Doombin, but he's got a plenty, He's got plenty in his favour. And that is that small field here. But he should be able to run along uncontested because the real danger, and I do think it's only a two-horse race in lost in transit, is coming back from the 1,200 to the 1,000. And probably just isn't as sharp as him over the five furlongs. The other thing I like is Boris Thornton gets back on board as well. And he hasn't ridden this building in quite a while. And he was able to tick off three races in a row uh, when the horse first came to the new stable. So it did a lot of work from the 11, um, two back and was good. It was narrowly beaten to the shear. And then last start had barrier one used it. And it was a really quick time and it was only beaten by hard to say who's put three together. So it's plenty of merit for that. It's got a soft draw 
And I think it can roll along. It'll just be a matter of hold your breath the last 50 metres with this horse. But, yeah, hold on, honey, in the first. I can't hold my breath for 50 metres. I'll try 30. <laughs> Neither can I. <laughs> $2.50, race one, number two. What about this one in the fourth, Kian? Yeah, this horse is flying. It's come um, down to southwest Queensland from um, Rockhampton area for John Whittington. And he's put uh, he put two together and then he was really gallant in defeat at Doombin last start. He probably got further back than what was by design. He was third last when turning, so he got sort of shuffled back on the corner. He was three wide. And what he was, he was really good to the line and I think particularly to go to the seven furlongs now. And I just like him across the line, at, uh, across the road at Eagle Farm, where he's going to get a big track, and he's going to have to wind. He'll be able to wind up if he does find himself back. Um, I guess that pair or two more than he's been racing earlier in his prep. Now he's that little bit longer in his prep. He's probably going to sort of um, find the bottom of him soon because he's done a good job thus far. Uh, but if he's still got enough in the tank, he gets three kilos off of Bailey Wheeler. I think he finds another winnable race here. Such an astute horseman, uh, John Wigginton. We might have a chat to him in the morning about your selection there in evidence for one two fifty. And some of us might be intoxicated if your selection wins race seven. <laughs> yeah, she's named well, isn't she? The big man by Piero. This is a tough race. Um, of course, we've got Brosnan from the Ryan and Alexia Stable, uh, who's our favourite. But I guess it went up four dollars, or maybe four dollars sixty, and we're sitting around the three dollars seventy quote when we did the playbook yesterday. I would have loved to have seen a little bit more of a um, market push for the Sydney sider, who's great group two place, and they found a really nice class three in Brisbane. So I went the way of very intoxicating. It's a pretty open race for mine, and she's a big man I've always had an opinion of for Chris Anderson. I'm not sure what happened, but she did have over a year off. Um, so she stirred up. She gets out to sort of a trip she likes in the 1500, and she's probably only just getting fit now. Uh, she spotted the leader a long way out last start. That was poetic drama, and she just knocked up that last 100 metres. So I thought there was merit to the run. If if she was flattered by just going past a few um, tired horses, I'm not sure, but she's just needed to get the fitness on the side. So a bit of residual fitness now. She was good behind horses like Alpine Edge last preparation. I think she'll start to hit her form again, and she's good at Eagle Farm. Stephanie Thornton used to have a really good affiliation with the horse, so Ben Thompson is uh, taking over the reins now, and uh, I think she'll be giving him all the instructions and just how to ride this big mare. She should be peaking, I think, third up out to a trip, but definitely improver and place chance at the odds. $19, very intoxicating, Seven fifteen. So Kian Dickens specials here. Eagle Farm, one, two, hold on honey at two fifty. Race four, number one in evidence, around the same price. Yeah, $2.50 and very intoxicating at big odds. Race seven, number 15. Thanks for your time, Kian. Thanks a lot, Steve. Have a good day. Uh, Kian Dickens joining us on Get Set. Of course, Michael Maxworthy will be back with us next week. Uh, I think it might be next Friday. Uh, we'll hear from, from Michael. having a look at Ray Hickson's specials for Rose Hill. He likes one that I'm very keen on as well. Ray Hickson is joining us. How are you, Ray? Uh, g'day, Steve. I'm, I'm well, thanks. Hopefully uh, we're both good judges. Mm. Did you get an invite into that big boat on the harbour next Tuesday for the Tab Everest draw? I'll be there. Yeah. You were on it last year from memory. Yes, yes. Well, it is work for me. It's not... Oh, please. <laughs> you can tell the it truth is. on this program. 
Funnily enough, a story about last year's barrier draw, I remember grabbing Clayton Douglas for an interview about digger kick. Um, and this was, he was still about 20 to 1, I think, at that point, And no one was talking about him. And he just raved about this horse. Um, and, you know, I didn't listen. Nobody listens. And now he's, you know, unfortunately he's not going to be in the Everest this year, but now he's got one of the best sprinters in the country. And I won't forget that night, I can tell you. I know Dean Lester, who's no longer with us, of course. He he was keen on that horse running well. Mm. Mm. Sometimes actually, you've got to listen. Yeah. Sometimes you've got to listen. Yeah, he actually was a part of the process uh, for that horse to go in the race. There you go. Mm. Yeah, Dean was fantastic, John. Yeah, he, absolutely. Now, this one in the fourth is Extravagant Star, 4.7, and you like it, $3.80. I think it's a lovely setup for it. Um, we haven't seen her since the 26th of August. She won in this class and distance uh, this track, being Smashing Eagle, who, as we know, has been flying. Um, I note she has been scratched one or two times, so it's not like she's had any setbacks or anything like that. She's been scratched from wide barriers and, and whatnot. I just think the race sets up perfectly for her. There's a, a fair bit of speed drawn towards the outside, and... I'd expect her to be able to slide across into that position about sort of, you know, maybe fifth or sixth in the run with a nice little back to follow. And I thought she was able to unleash the turn of foot that she did uh, last start. Uh, I think she can go back to back. I think she's proven that she's come back uh, in good form now as a four-year-old. She went, lost away a little bit after being a really good two-year-old. But uh, David and Kieran have, have got her sorted out, and I think it's a lovely race for her. So race four, number seven, Extravagant Star. Extravagant Star. We talked about a guy called Darren Halpin earlier. He's, he was a part owner of Hoots, and he's in Buenos Notches. He's also in this horse, the import, Who You Mal, and you're thinking this horse is ready to win, 440. Yeah, I think he I think he is just about ready. Um, you know, he goes up to 1,900 metres now, and his two runs at, at a mile, I think, have been excellent. Uh, the Chelmsford was a weird race, but he ran on really well there, and... I think he was a bit out-sprinted in the seven stakes, but you watch him the last sort of 100 metres and he's really got his neck stretched out attacking the line and there was good support for him that day uh, as well. So it suggests that they're, they're thinking they've got this horse close to his best. Gay and Adrian are having a great run at the moment, as we all know, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see who Yamal sit, sitting up in the top sort of four in the run uh, in this race. I think there was intention last start to be closer, but uh, for whatever reason, it didn't work out. Uh, it's it an interesting race, the Hill Stakes. There's a few question marks here. I think who you may will be winning either this start or his next, and I'm hoping it's this one. 440. This is the one I like as well in the last. Tell, tell us about Magic Time, 340. Yeah, Magic Time is in Sydney chasing a, a, a berth in the Invitation in a few weeks' time. Um, Graham Begg has brought her to Sydney previously, and she beat Parasail in the PJ Bell on a heavy track and perhaps was just a little bit flat second up on another heavy track just two weeks later. Uh, it's a month between runs now for Magic Time, or just over, since she had no luck behind Asfura uh, at Caulfield first up. Now, that race was a bit weird. It was slowly run. She drew wide. She was just out in no man's land, four and five deep the whole way. I know it's only really one run, a straight run to the home turn at Caulfield for that start, but... She hit the line uh, really well. As I said, the form has held up nicely with Asfura chasing home Imperatriz uh, last week. So I think, um, again, a bit like it's traffic and star, this race works out perfectly on the map for her. I think Paracel has to come across from her wide gate and, and Banana Queen as well. And I think that uh, Magic Time will be able to just glide across with them and land in that sort of fourth, fifth, sixth spot. We know she's got a good turn of foot. 
And I think uh, if that sort of little scenario pans out, she'll be breathing down their necks in the last 100 metres. Magic time. So race nine, number five, race seven, seven, Who You Mel, and race four, seven, Extravagant Star. And we'll get your quadrilla thoughts in the morning for Rose Hill. Looking forward to it, Steve, even more so now that daylight saving has kicked in and I've got that extra hour. All right. And if there's a spare ticket for the boat, I'm happy to go down <laughs> to the, the engine room or something. I'll, I don't care where I am on it. <laughs> Thanks, Ray. We'll see what we can do, Steve. Good on you, mate. Ray Hickson. Murray Bridge, of Morphville Twilight, but Murray Bridge, the focus with uh, Ben Scadden this morning, Murray Bridge Cup Day, and we've got some of these heats of the, you know, these series, you know, Vidora Series, Rebel Raider, Geetra, Happy Trials, and so on, and it's going to be massive when they all culminate on finals day on the 25th of November. Tab are involved in this as well, so it's going to be big prize money up for grabs that particular day, some great horses going around on finals day on the 25th of November. Ben Scadden, good morning. G'day Steve, yeah, that Tab Finals Day will be a, uh, a rip-roaring day, I would expect. Um, yeah, lots of those, as you said, all those finals, a culmination of uh, all these heats that the horses are, are working through at the moment. So um, it's going to be a really big day. But we've got a very big day tomorrow as well, Murray Bridge Cup. Always a, a cracking day, um, you know, really deep fields as well tomorrow. Um, weather's going to be beautiful um, yeah, it should be a should be a fantastic day, and hopefully we can get the money in race two. Yeah, let's hope so. Um, yeah, I really like this um, uh, this filly first up. I thought she was um, she was she was really good. So she's trained by Will Clark and Nikki O'Shea. Give some lip, and um, she's a, a half relation to um, uh, to the uh, I've forgotten Split Lip who uh, Will used to train a few seasons back and they paid reasonable money for this bloke uh, he's by Rubik and thought the uh, first up run was really good got a long way back made very solid ground behind Lovely Looking who certainly franked that form it absolutely bolted in last time we made it a, a best bet last week and got the job done very comfortably um, give some lip looks like he's, in, he's an improver he'll be better with racing um, but yeah really taken by his first up run Drawn beautifully, barrier four, Ben Price on board. I think he really appreciate the big track at Murray Bridge as well. Um, yeah, feel feel very confident that he'll run a big race, give some lip. $4.20. Let's go to race five. The map's third up, and you think prime to run well here? <clears throat> yeah, absolutely ready to go, the map. And look, comes out of some some stronger races, I would think it's fair to say. This this mare trained by Dan Clark and Nookie McGilvray out of Murray Bridge. Very good third, um, first up when third behind Lord Vader Vostok and Chicago Storm. Both of them are, are considered very, you know, absolutely leading chances in the uh, in the Murray Bridge Cup a few races later. She was then sixth, beaten less than two lengths behind Chicago Storm and Classy Kenny, which is back on the parks track, made good ground. She's racing really, really well. Um, out to 2,000 metres is, is a big tick as well. I think she's a, she's a very promising staying mare, this one. I think she... Um, yeah, I think she nominated for the Melbourne Cup, didn't they? So it's <laughs> got a long way to go to get there. But, um, yeah, I really liked her, her two runs this campaign. Out to the 2,000 metres is a big tick. Barrier one, look, she'll she'll get back, but there's plenty of opportunity at Murray Bridge to make ground. Yeah, I'm just having a look now. If they, Yeah, they did certainly nominate uh, for the Melbourne Cup. You're right there, 50 kilos, 50 kilograms, the map. So <laughs> She's got a fair way to go. She's got a fair way to go. You, she you has, want to be yeah. racing well in this race dream tomorrow, alive. Sometimes it doesn't cost much to Absolutely. nominate, doesn't it? Um, or does yep. it? Yeah, 480 and 7.7 7, <laughs> Platinum Wolf. 
Yeah, he's a he's a horse I've got a lot of time for. Plate and He's very promising. He's he's run a couple of you know fantastic races. Um, he's a it's his home track as well. Um, he's first up since um, since back in May when he, he ran really good races. Like he's very good behind Solar Blast. Didn't have any luck. Um, Lucky, I think he's the kind of horse who will also improve as, as with experience. He only had the seven starts, one, three, a couple of placings, barrier four, Lucky Nine off on board. Um, he had a nice trial at Strathalbyn when um, close up on Lady Simone. I think in terms of pure talent, he's um, he's the best horse in this race. So I'm I'm rolling the dice that um, that Christy Evans is going to have him spot on first up. I think he's a he's a horse going places, and I think um, tomorrow can be a day where he kind of stands up and potentially progresses to better races than this. All right, so five dollars seven seven. Yeah, it's good good each way value. Mm. So your three for Murray Bridge Gold Cup day a two five gives some lip race five three the map and seven seven platinum wolf. Yeah, that's it, Steve. It's one of those days where I really like those three, but um, that's generally the time when when they all let you down. And when the map wins the Melbourne Cup, and say, I selected that horse when it won it. <laughs> to win our 2,000 metre benchmark Back 74 at our Murray Bridge. Yeah. There you go. Thanks for that. Good stuff. Thanks, Steve. Ben Scadden. Normally talking about Sunday, uh, Reed Tasmanian Racing. We actually got a meeting tonight at Launceston. Colin McNiff, how are you, Colin? Yeah, very well, thanks, Steve. Yeah, we don't have any Sunday meetings, I think, until the end of November now. We're back night racing on either a Friday or a Wednesday night. Stone Cold Stunner. We Hopefully we can start for, on a winning note. Glenn Stevenson, race one. Yeah, Cody Jordan has the right. It's only had the one start for uh, Steve-O since coming down here to Tasmania. It was a very good second. Uh, at Devonport, was slow to begin, worked home really nicely. So if it can jump away with them, I think it looks a good thing to start off the program here tonight. Race one, number 13 to uh, kick us off on a winning note. And here's a horse in the last. You keep on bred by the Geared family by Alpine Eagle. It's a very good horse, this one, Gigi Gemstone. It, uh, it trialled in Launceston last week and it was the best trial of the day by far and away. Very smart type. Um, first up, uh, I think it just wins here. It's going to be odds on. It's about $1.90, $1.85 or something around those uh, those figures. But uh, I just think it's a really good thing in the last uh, race nine, number two. Mum could gallop for a bit, couldn't she? Gigi's top notch. Absolutely, yes. Uh, she was very, very handy and uh, as a lot of the Gigi's have been over the years. Thanks, Colin. Cheers, Steve. Thank you. Colin McNiff tonight, Launceston, one thirteen Stone Cold Stunner, 240, but particularly keen on this one in the last. Please, we're going to see a talented horse here. Gigi's Gemstone, dollar eighty, race nine, number two. So just back to David Gately's specials at Flemington, 6-3 Princess Grace, and his value was 10-6 Minsk moment. At Rose Hill, it was 6-1 NCAP. Kian Dickens for Eagle Farm, race one, two, hold on honey, 4-1 in evidence, 7-15 was her value, very intoxicating, around $19. Ray Hickson at Rose Hill, 4-7 extravagant star. Huya Mal was race seven, number seven, and race nine, five, magic time. Ben Scadden at Murray Bridge, 2-5, gives some lip, 5-3, the map, and race seven, number seven, platinum wolf.